Welcome to the Revelation Church podcast. We trust today's message will speak to you. If you'd like to get in touch, just drop us an email at hello at revelationchurch.org.uk. Just a quick intro, and this is partly kids for your benefit. We are in a very long series of preaches. It's going to start in Jan. It's going to go on probably to the end of this year, maybe beyond that, looking at the person of the Holy Spirit. Okay? We believe in a God who is free in one, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we're looking at them. We're focusing on the Holy Spirit. And Steph said in his intro, he said, actually, in the Bible, we know a bit less about the Holy Spirit. Okay, but the hope is, in the course of this year, we pick out, as we go through it, as much as we can, so that we can love God better, love one another better, and be more equipped to fulfill his plans. Okay, so we're talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. Last week... If you were here, well done. I hope you listened to Tuli's preach and took it in. I was out with the kids and I listened to it on the podcast, which was really great. So if you missed it, would always really encourage you to do that. Okay, It's worth listening so we know and we're edified and we're built up. And it was really good. Tuli, well done. It was fantastic. So helpful, right? So if you missed it, you missed out. Okay. <laughs> and the really cool thing is um, this morning we're going to look. So Tuli... Last week looked at the broad set of gifts. What does it mean to have gifts in the body? Rich touched on that a little bit. And this morning we're going to look at one gift in particular in that list, the gift of leadership. But I thought, for the kids' sake, and for all of us, because we could do with a refresher, a little quick reminder of what are gifts. Okay, so here we go. I've got some things and I've got three volunteers. Right, I've got something for you. Okay. What do you want to do about it? It's right here for you. What could you say to me to get this? You could say... Please, please, Brooke. Please. Please, Brooke, could I have this gift? Yeah, you could say, please, could I have that? Fantastic. Wow, what lovely asking. Put out your hands. Okay, hold on to that for a second. Okay, similar question to you. Okay, here we go. I've got something for you. So what are you going to say to me? Please, can I have Oh, there you go. Fantastic. Okay, really good. Last one. I've got something for you. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, okay, very good, very good, very simple, very simple. Right, let's hold up, hold up what you've been given. Okay, a couple of things I want to say. Did I check what they'd done today to earn those gifts? No. no. Okay, that's cool. So I gave them to them freely. Okay, are they all the same? No. No, they're all different, aren't they? Okay. <laughs> some are different sizes, some are more. Okay, okay, very good. I'll ask you one more thing. Okay, uh, are they good? Yeah. Are you happy with them? Are you happy with them? Yeah. yeah, good. Last thing, last thing. Okay, you will notice that it's not just like one bar, is it? Or one sweet, okay? These are for, unfortunately, sharing. Yeah? These are for sharing. They're made for sharing. Some of them, for dietary reasons, say it's a share pack, right? <laughs> it's a share pack. They're designed for sharing. So... Let's have a quick reminder. They are what? They are given freely. They are different. They didn't do anything to earn it. That was the freely bit. I've covered that. What else was it? They were for sharing. Yeah, and they are? Good. Fantastic. Go and do it, right? Go and do it. Use your gifts. Use your gifts. Go and share them. Okay. Go and share them. 
let's have the first, let's have the first slide up very quickly. So we're going to remember those principles. I'm going to put them up on the slide in a second. But together, let's just read this. Should we try and read it out loud together? Okay. This is from Romans 12. And this is, this is one of the verses we're going to be looking at over the next few weeks because it has this list of gifts. The other one is in 1 Corinthians 12. But here we go. 3, 2, 1. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Fantastic. Well done. Excellent. So we're going to look at that second to last one. The one who leads, leads with zeal. So we're going to look at zeal. Let's have the next slide up. A quick reminder then. We're looking at spiritual gifts. We're looking at the gifts of leadership. And now, let's just remind ourselves of what we learned about gifts. It's a gift given by the Holy Spirit. Different measures. Yeah, different gifts. It's good. We can ask for it. That was the important one I guess I missed. There was an asking for it. And it's for the body. And to be honest, this morning, I just want to focus on that last one. The other bits, I think, Tuli covered so well last week about the gifting, about it being, um, you know, these are good things that we can ask for. I really want to focus on what does it mean to ask for a gift of leadership and what does that mean for the wider body? Okay. Hello, Roshni, darling. Um, go on, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Stay with us. Okay. Let's just start. Who can call out? Let's just quickly just get our minds in gear. Who can think of some leaders? Maybe they're people you look up to. Maybe they're just named. Let's, let's shout out some leaders. Say it louder. Barack Obama. Sorry, Roshni. You're going to trip me up. Alex Ferguson. Boo. Martin Erdegaard. Arsene Wenger. Let's try some different tracks. Mike. Trump. Donald Trump. Yep. Any others? Jesus, yeah. Kids, any ideas? The king, his majesty the king, yeah. Parents. Angela Merkel. We're getting all our faves. I'm learning a lot about you from this. We've gone from Donald Trump to Angela Merkel. Very different vibes here. Um, okay. Rider from Paw Patrol. There we go. Relevant. Finally. Here we go. Very good. Okay. So we kind of know what a leader is. And the thing is, one of the things we know about leaders is, and we see them in the world, right, is because they have like natural abilities. There's things we think of that leaders have, right? There are particular qualities about them that have like a natural gift in. And because there is natural ability in leadership, we see leaders in all the world, right? So we're we're talking today about the church and the body, but there is leadership that goes on across the world. There's something that God has done. He's given particular people qualities, skills, abilities 
Not just for the church, but for the world. It's a blessing, right? It's a gift, right? Abilities are a gift that he's given us. And so when that happens, we see it often. We can see it used for good. We can see it used for bad. We see it in the world, different organizations, governments, businesses, charities, all sorts of leadership that goes on. So we know that that exists. But then the question is, so what is special about this spiritual gift of leadership? Because there's something different happening, right? It's not the same thing. It's not just you're a good leader, you could lead a business. That's not, we're talking about something different. The Bible and what Paul's talked about and what we read in Romans, there's something spiritual, yeah? There's something alive in our gift of leadership that is different, okay? And so that's what we're going to focus on. It's about the body. We're talking about this gift of leadership for building up the body. It's for the church, yeah? And that's so important for us to get. And I tell you why it's really important for us to get is because Jesus' plan, Jesus' plan is for the body, for this church and the wider church in the world to change the world. That's God's plan. God's plan, you know, and he's got businesses and he wants people in the right place, doing different things. There's stories all through the Bible like that. But his plan for changing the world will be through the church. Yeah? That is a massive leap of faith, right? That's really important that we get that, how important the church is to Jesus, yeah? Because otherwise we can think, well, I'm a good leader. I'm going to change the world through my business. I'm going to change the world through this charity or organization, whatever. We've got to remember, what's Jesus' plan? What is his plan for changing the world? People have got all, leaders especially, have all sorts of ideas and visions for how to change the world. Well, we have a leader, his name is Jesus, and he's got a plan for this world, and it's to change it through the church. That's his plan. So what does that mean in terms of the spiritual gift? Well, I'm going to read it. Where's my Bible? Here we go. I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that. We're going to read. In fact, maybe someone else can find it. Let's keep you all on your toes. I'm looking for John 16, verse 13. So Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's saying, I'm going to go. You're going to be really sad that I'm going but I'm going to send this Holy Spirit helper to you. And then he tells them a bit about what's the Holy Spirit going to do. And I think that's so important for us to understand. It helps us understand what a spiritual gift is. It says, when the spirit of truth comes, that's the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And who's he hearing? And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me. That's Jesus. For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So here's the thing. The Holy Spirit and the gift of leadership that comes through the Holy Spirit is going to speak and bring gifts that reflect what? Who wants? That who wants? What did we just read? Jesus. That what Jesus wants. So if Jesus' plan is for the church and for the building up of the body and that's how he's going to change the world well we should expect that spiritual gifts of leadership are going to be put to use in the church yeah therefore being used in the church why is that important because we have and some of us will have in this room and in this world some of us will be naturally gifted we have been born with a I for organisations, how do we structure this, how do I work with people, a natural leadership gift. But we've got to understand that 
The spiritual gift that comes from the Holy Spirit of leadership is to do what Jesus wants to do, which is to build up and change the world for his church. Yeah? So, if we have natural abilities, our question should be, how are we using that for the church, for the body? That's so important for us to get. Yeah? Because, yes, we, as, as soon as we become a Christian and we say yes to Jesus and we want to be obedient to him, it says in Corinthians, no one can do that without the Spirit being in their life. You can't say Jesus is Lord unless you're filled with the Spirit. So automatically, any gift you have, anything that God's done in your life, whatever he's given you, natural talents, whatever it may be, if you say yes to Jesus and you bow the knee to him, you're submitting all of that to him. Okay, That's what it means. Okay? So in our workplaces, if we've got leadership, there is, you know, in all those positions, there's a decision we make to say, I'm going to put all of that before Jesus. I'm going to do it his way. Okay? That's right. So you, in your workplace, you're going to deal with people in a way that Jesus would love. Of course you are. Yeah? That's really important. But we've also got to pick up on this wider picture of how God is changing the world, which is through the church. So if you've got a natural ability to lead, yeah, you've got to understand that the Holy Spirit will want to work through you, through that gifting, grow that gifting to build up the church. You can't say, yeah, I'm a leader in my workplace. I'm a big deal. I've got lots of people that I manage. But when I turn up on a Sunday, my role is just, I'm just going to come and praise. That seems weird, doesn't it? Because there's a submission of all that we have. I'll tell you a story. Sharon and I went to this dinner with this Christian couple. um, And there were some other people there, bless them. They... They love Jesus, and they were really for him. And they were like, you know, big dogs in the city. You know, like, just, they earned lots of money. They were in really senior positions. They were talking about, like, what sort of positions um, they've been given and what they were going for. It was really interesting. And you think, oh, wow, God's really using them in that place. And then they said something about their role in the church. They said, yeah, it's really important because my role then within church is I'm going to earn a lot of money, and then it's just really important that I give that money. That was what they thought their role was in the church. And I thought, oh, that feels really strange to me because there's something here which says that you've got a natural, clearly a natural gifting in terms of leadership and responsibility. Where's that in the church? Because God's plan is for the church. And so that gifting has got to be applied here. That's really important. Okay? So we've got to understand there's a natural gifting, natural ability, but we've got to trust God. God I've got this ability that you've given me. It's a natural gift. Grow in me, through your Holy Spirit, a gifting in leadership that can be applied to building up your body because that's what the gifts are for. That's what he's given it for. To submit it to him is to say, I want to do it your way. I want to lead through what you're doing in this world. So that's really important that we get that. Okay, And I want to say that because we can get all sorts of ideas around what our roles might be and our natural gifts and how does that apply to the church. Jesus' plan is for the church, okay? And if you've got gifting and you love Jesus, your question should be, how do I serve? How do I bring that to the church? Yeah, we should be asking that. And you might think, okay, I'm not sure I have those natural abilities. I don't know if that's me. Or two, you might think, I'm just so at capacity. I do, yeah, I do lead and I do things outside of church, but like when I come to church, I don't know if I've got more to give. So, this is where we've got an amazing story, okay? Let's throw up a really cool slide that you're going to love with the cheesiest picture I could find. 
This looks like someone getting some sort of ear treatment. <laughs> it's not. It's a story that you will all be super, super familiar with, and I'm going to read it. Uh, I was going to act it out, but man, I am already well over time. Okay, woof. Okay, here's the story. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to tell the story, because if I read it, it'll take ages. This is a story about Samuel and the future king of Israel. Okay, do we remember this story, kids? We've definitely done it in kids' group, okay? Sam, God says to Samuel, Saul is the king, but he's out of favor with me. He's been doing wrong. This can't go on. You're going to find a new king. And he sends him to a place, Bethlehem, to a family. The daddy's called Jesse. And he says, go there, go to that family, and I'm going to help you choose the next king of Israel. Okay? This is going to be the leader of the, my people. So he goes, he sees all the brothers, he says, this is all my sons, and he says, there's one more in the field, I'll go and get him, and then God says, that's the one. Yeah? And God had said to Samuel before, you're looking on the outside, I'm looking at the heart. But this is really important that we get this bit, because this can become like what I think of as like the Disney fairy tale version of the story. Yeah? It's got a nice moral ending where we say, it's not what's on the outside that matters, it's what's on the inside. Yeah? It can turn into something really twee like that. That is not the point of this story, okay? It is not that, to, you know, you think leaders are like tall, strong and handsome, but God sees the inner potential for leadership and so he chooses them. That is not what's going on. In fact, you know what it says about David that I, I didn't really realise before? It says, when David came in, it says, brought him in. Now he was ruddy and he had beautiful eyes and he was handsome. <laughs> Sounds like a good leader to me, right? <laughs> Actually, actually, he outwardly appearance, he was, you know, he was a pretty decent fella. We know, though, that is not what God is talking about. That was not what was important. But it wasn't that he had some inner leadership potential that God was going to unlock that no one else could see. Actually, what God saw in him was a love, a pursuit. And we see this later on. David was a man after God's own heart. Yeah? He loved God. God, when he says he was looking at his heart, was looking at his character. He was looking at who he was. And then what happened? So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. Actually, God chose a man that was after his own heart. And then he anointed him. The Holy Spirit came on him. There was a spirit of leadership that came on him. It was a gift that was given. It wasn't David was great and this inner leader that just needed the chance to shine. No. This was someone that God saw their heart, saw that they loved him and said, I want to raise that person up. And if God wants to raise someone up, he will do it. And he has sent his Holy Spirit, not just on one man and one king, but he has offered us the opportunity to be filled, all of us, that's what we learned. That's what Mike came and preached on, right, the other week. We all have this opportunity to be filled. We all have access to these gifts. And yes, they will be different, and there's different measures for different people. But actually, when we think about this gift of leadership that you know, we're talking about, more than anything, we should really ask the question of, am I loving people? Am I loving God, and am I loving people? And then we should ask, God, you know, maybe we have that desire already. God, I would love to lead these people. I would love to love these people. I want to shape them and I want to change. Them. I want to see you do this in the church. I don't know how. Don't worry. 
There is a Holy Spirit helper who will do what Jesus wants and grow in us a gift of leadership. That is a very different message to how the world works. You've got to get that. The world says, here's some natural potential. Let's put them through some training, grow that potential. Ooh, they've reached that level. Maybe they weren't the one. Let's find someone else, grow their potential. Oh, wow, they're really good. Okay, we'll go with that. No. In God's plan, he will raise up who he raises up. And actually, if we desire the gifts and we are diligent and we love him and we obey his commands, actually, he can grow in us the ability to lead, whether we have natural ability or not. Praise God for that, right? So this is really, really important. Natural ability, if you've got it, bring it to the church. Don't have natural ability, don't worry. God's got what you need. His Holy Spirit is here to help us. That's so exciting. I'm going to end with this. Last, last little bit. is a challenge to us then. Two questions is, what do we look for in leaders? Right? There is a question here. What have we been looking for in leaders? Who do we look to? Is it people who have got a natural leadership ability? You look to them in the church in the way that you would look to them in the business world. They're a good manager. That's not what we should be doing. Okay? We want to look to people who love God and love people. Yeah? And then we should, in faith and petitioning God, like we would for a gift of prophecy or anything else, is ask God, come and fill us. Come and bless that person. They would be a wonderful leader. They love you, God. Please grow a gift of leadership in them. Right? That's what we want to see. Okay? And in ourselves, how do we go about it? Are we thinking, oh, I'd love to lead. I think I've got something there. Uh, I'm going to work on how I communicate or how I set a vision or I really want to be good at hosting team meetings and having you know, organizational stuff. Or are we praying, God, fill me with your spirit to lead as you would want to lead? That's the real challenge, right? Are we doing it that way? Because it says something about our faith, whether we really are asking God for that gift of leadership. It's, I think of all the gifts we talked about, it's probably the one that I would say is most dangerous, just because of the sort of people, I think. Most, it's most dangerous to us in that we think this is something we can do in our own strength. And if we don't have that natural ability, we think it's because someone else, you know, someone else should lead because they've got that natural ability. It's the one that we abdicate from if we don't have it and that we push on in our own strength if we do. That is not God's model for leadership. This is a gift that he longs to bring because it is integral to his plans for his church. Yeah? Okay.